Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Todd, I'm hearing music. That must mean it's time for another Your Daily Scrum. <laughs> it sounds like it. Hear that right. melody. The melody is out. Uh, but today we have got another one of your excellent questions, everybody. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm professional Scrum trainer, Ryan Ripley. This gentleman over there is PST Todd Miller. And uh, we're here to, to help you do Scrum a little bit better. We're the co-authors of Fixing Your Scrum, Practical Solutions to Common Scrum Problems. We are working to rid the world of Scrum anti-patterns, wouldn't you say, Mr. Miller? Yep, and we've got a great one to talk about today. We absolutely do. So today's question that we got, and we want to be respectful of the question, but clearly we've teed it up as an anti-pattern. What is Sprint Zero? Yeah. What do you think there, bud? So maybe it's worth describing first... Um, how we've seen people talk about sprint zero in companies uh, like yeah, first of yeah. all sprint zero is not a sprint but yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What, what oftentimes we see is that companies will, will come up with this idea of sprint zero and in sprint zero is where teams are often creating a very explicit product backlog uh and getting the world set up for them to actually start using scrum Right. Yep. Um, so that uh, I don't know if you've seen the same thing, but I, I've seen them anywhere from four weeks to three months long. We're going to do the sprint zero. We're going to gather all the requirements that we need and have a perfect product backlog. Uh, maybe set up some infrastructure and architecture and do all these things so we're ready to sprint. Um, what's that smell like to you, Ryan? Smells like we're chasing waterfalls. <laughs> it does. It does. It, it smells like uh, we're not okay with uncertainty, uh, which is the world that we're living in. And so we have this thing uh, that we put on top of it to try to uh, do analysis, um, which ends up in paralysis by analysis. And all those things that you gathered once you start doing the work um, really become... Um, Kind of oftentimes worthless. Yeah, it's interesting. We we try to teach teams uh, to be pretty pragmatic, pretty practical uh, when they get started with Scrum, right? We want them to um, understand that 
you know, there's going to be some uncertainty, but yeah, we need to do some things up front with architecture. You know, architecture is a huge topic. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to know what we're trying to build, but just enough to get started. And so there are things you have to do to get prepared and you can do those things in the first sprint. And mm -hmm. we, we want you to actually get started. We, we're trying to, with Scrum, we're changing behavior. We're trying to, to reward getting to done sooner so that we get feedback sooner, that so we keep aligned with the customer sooner, so that we're not building the wrong thing at the wrong time for the wrong person. And mm -hmm. if we spend six months in a sprint zero trying to build the perfect product backlog, guess what? The customer's moved on, mm -hmm. right? So that's the extreme example. That's the, that's the extreme example that kind of proves the case. But think about just sprint one of a new product. We can get the architecture set up. We can spin up Azure DevOps. We can spin up AWS, whatever tools you're using. We can get your, your new server nodes ready. We can get the environments created. And one little piece of value by the end of the sprint that goes all the way from idea to potentially releasable, to usable, to deployable. And that proves out your architecture from the first sprint and you're never uncertain about your ability to release. That's, the, that's what we're after. Like that's kind of the thought behind not having a sprint zero. It's that first sprint might look a lot like it might have a lot of prep work in it, but we need to have at least one piece of value to test out all those things because we're continually inspecting, continually adapting, even our architecture time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you know, c quite frankly, and this is probably uh, you know the, the the product owner in me um, since I since I've had the pleasure of playing that role. Um, it's scary. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, sprint zero is scary. And we did a, we did a video. We should post it in the comments here about risk and how risk is controlled in scrum. Uh, I see if you're using a sprint zero to gather all the requirements that you, you meet, I see risk just building and building and building and building. And like, like you said, I, I, I need to get into empirical process control as soon as possible. We need to be uh, building increments as soon as possible, knowing all the imperfections in our requirements and with the way our architecture might initially seem like it's set up. Right. And then we just need to uh, revise and iterate, revise and iterate and make sure that we're making this work well understood, right? It's it quite frankly, it's, it's terrifying not to be in empirical process control from a product management perspective. You know, Todd, just a super quick story. I know we're coming up on that five minute mark that everyone starts to, to shut it off, but, um, uh, just real fast, I was working with a company. They built out this huge monstrosity of a search cluster. They were using all the latest tools and and all of this crazy equipment. Turns out we needed just a, a, a small portion of that because the product pivoted, things changed. And so what I really like is this mentality also gives us the idea that architecture should also be minimal but sufficient, mm -hmm. just as our product backlog should be minimal but sufficient. Mm -hmm. And this kind of constraint forces us into that thinking, right? Minimal yeah. but sufficient is the swing thought here. Yeah. And so I guess to, 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 to kind of put a cap on this, there is no sprint zero. It's an anti-pattern for all yep. the reasons that we listed. There is no sprint zero. There is no sprint zero. All right. I think that's it for this video. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. You know what? I did a little analytics, Todd, and this might surprise you. Half the people watching are not subscribed to our channel. Wow. Isn't that yeah. crazy? So hit that like and subscribe button. So, you know, when we drop the next uh, video, when we answer your next question, be sure to leave questions in the comments. We love answering uh, viewer questions. And so make sure you leave your questions below. Leave us a comment about Sprint Zero. Maybe you've seen it be a huge benefit and blessing to a team. Tell us all about that as well. 
check out the socials, check out the extra videos that we've posted here. I'll make sure to put the risk video below as well. And uh, for Todd Miller, I'm, I'm Ryan Ripley. Have a great day. Cheers. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.